That was drawn out. Ooh, fuzz. Oh yeah, I raised you one. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all Mm -hmm. out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. this week, we're talking about a three-hour Avengers movie. Ooh, it couldn't get any I got a pee already just thinking about this. (laughs) Uh, Doom Patrol, it gives us a a pretty good teaser, I think, you think? Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Is an Aquaman spinoff in the works already? Uh, I, if this is what I think I read earlier this week, we'll have something to talk <laughs> about for sure. We'll get <laughs> yeah, uh, bad ideas out all over the place and more. So, <laughs> you know, I, I would say earlier uh, that we've been we've been doing maybe some like spring cleaning uh, at the beginning of the year with that Marie Kondo uh, infection sweeping the nation, but like we're not anywhere near spring. So I was going to try to segue into this home improvement stuff that we've been doing recently, but it's not really spring-related, well, so if it make, I think we're just cooped up from the weather. If, well, if it makes you feel any better, it's been like 70 here and then it was immediately negative 10 the next day. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I think I had a little spring fever come out for, for a couple days. So uh, Yeah, there's there's nothing more depressing than getting so used to like the nice weather out here on the West Coast, and then I open up my weather app, and I'm just like, 55 and cloudy all week? Why did I move here? I'm paying a premium to live out here. I want that sun every day. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if it's 55 but, there, that means it's probably negative something here. So, I mean, you've got that to look forward to. Yeah, that, that's always nice. Uh, but usually we, we kind of top off the show with like some extra nerdy stuff we've been doing this week. I think about the nerdiest thing I did this week was I went and I caught the Lego movie, mm-hmm. which is something you haven't got a chance to do because, like we had just mentioned, we have been uh, improving the insides of our abodes. Yeah. But um, at the top of the show, I thought I would just say uh, we might get around to a spoiler cast yet because I know you want to see I, it. I mean, I'll but, definitely um, see it. It was just a, a bunch of unfortunate events that lined up, so... Yeah, but it's definitely a, a solid recommend. You know, it's uh, I believe this time around, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, I think they just produced it, right? I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw a different director on this one, but it still totally felt like the Lego movie. Uh, the voice cast has returned, even though I still cannot believe Nick Offerman voices that pirate. <laughs> like, <laughs> even in the first movie, like, I, it's been a while since I've seen the first one. I feel like the pirate voices sound different, but they still credit Nick Offerman. So I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Are they using some sort of like crazy voice algorithm to change how he sounds? Or he's just like a master voice actor and just nobody notices that it's uh, Nick Offerman. But um, we, we can dive more in depth about it uh, when you go see it. But there's definitely some – they take stuff to uh, – naturally more extreme levels kind of what you do with a sequel so i'll be interesting to see what you think about that um you kind of like you're kind of blending these worlds of kind of like you know how toy story deals with real life how these legos deal with real life and it gets kind of weird and kind of almost hard to follow at times but in the true lord miller fashion they kind of do some 
meta commentary for sure. So definitely a recommend. I think I still like the first one better. Mm-hmm. Just because it's kind of when you get to see all of those first tricks for the first time. You got finally get to see a Lego animated for the first time. You get to see all of your firsts. So this time around, you've kind of you've kind of seen the tricks already. So you're kind of relying purely on story. But it's always fun to see Legos animated no matter what. Um, I had totally forgot like Lego Batman like was a movie. Yeah. Which was funny because uh, uh, Batman comments on that a little bit, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot Batman's in this movie too." So yeah, there's there's a whole lot to to look forward to in the Lego movie. So that's cool. Uh, you, you'll you'll have a good yeah. Time. I'm looking forward to it, and I just double checked the screenplay is Lord Miller, but the director was another person. So uh, yeah. so yeah, it, it would still have that touch, like you mentioned, that like it still feels the same. So that's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I plan hopefully maybe catch a, a weeknight showing this week. Uh, hopefully miss all those kids going to the theater. Uh, with the- yeah, that was uh, that was the biggest challenge that we had. We were trying to pick a showtime. Okay, we were like, okay, sometimes we like to see movies like the first showing on a Saturday. You kind of get it in and out, done out of the way. You can like continue on with your Saturday, knowing that you've accomplished seeing a film at the very beginning. But then you're like, but do kids wake up early? Like, what kids are going to be up at for the first showing? And then you try to put your you try to put your mind in the your mind in the shell of the parent like is the parent going to want to go to the first screening or is he are they going to take the kids like after lunch what's the deal here so we decided on like a solid like 8 30 p.m showing and it ended up being okay all the kids were quiet and they settled down it definitely helps when the movie's entertaining because it keeps our focus you mm-hmm. know so we we were good for the most part so we were worried about that cool that's awesome uh what have i done anything nerdy this weekend i don't think so um I want to say I did something, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, uh, I, I got to say, I gotta give a shout, this may not mean anything before that, but I played a uh, round of Fortnite on Friday with my, or Saturday morning with my, my usual Fortnite online friends. Between four of us, we scored 58 out of 100 points in a team. Being, I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. Yeah, well, there's 20 people and you usually just have to get five to carry your weight. You know, like the goal is to get to 100 okay. points. You get five, you carried your weight. We did 58 between four of us and I was like feeling pretty good on that. So... I haven't gone back to it since then because I don't want to be disappointed, but uh, I definitely did some of that. Did you did you have a chance to catch that anthem preview the other weekend? Yeah, yeah I played um, it. Uh, I played through the story mission at least. I didn't do any free play uh, of it. There was a story. I couldn't quite figure out what was so, going on. I don't know if it was just a poorly crafted demo or maybe just most people are used to like these early access previews because they just kind of like throw you in. And I'm just like, what am I yeah, doing? Where am I going? It's the <laughs> middle of the game, I think. Like it's around like level 10 normally where you would start off in this thing and they don't hold your hand at all. They just throw you kind of in yeah. there. Which is confusing because I... I felt like I was going out on a mission, which was difficult to achieve to begin with, because I had to struggle to figure out how the UI even worked. I was like, where's the confirmation button? How do I launch this menu? I was like, oh, I had to go down like three panels to like hit confirm. And then like I'm out in the world and they're like, hey, go get this crystal. I'm just like, are these things that I'm fighting? Are these people? Or are they just robots? Is this AI? And then like I died. And then I was like, I can't believe I paid $10 to activate play PSN so I could play this for like an hour and I was like, oh, damn well, it. I, th- I think, I think that you're just been down to the, the, the online gaming for so long because that's, that's pretty standard fare. Uh, if anyone's played destiny, I think the menu and the hub world's a lot like that, but I think that it looked good. I mean, I'll give it that. I mean, for what it was. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a beautiful looking. I, I think I would rather start at the beginning cause I did not care about a single one of these people in this game. I'm like, yeah. I don't know who you are. Who's talking in my ear. I don't know what's going on here. So I agree with you. Like that is a poor point to jump in. But if you want to get a meat of what the game's going to be like later on, they at least gave you full access to that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
it, it didn't quite feel like an Iron Man simulator. Now, I don't think like the game devs has ever have ever gone out and said it's going to be an Iron Man simulator, but that's what kind of everyone's been saying when they see the trailers for the game. It kind of just felt more like a mech, but it's just kind of like a scaled down mech that you kind of just fit inside of, like the limbs go into the other limbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the older I get, I've noticed the more I rely on a good story in a video game to get me hooked. So yeah, getting kind of thrown into the middle is like, I don't know what the stakes are and... Um, um, I don't know. Have you ever seen uh, Donkey's videos on YouTube? He's like a video game reviewer. No. He has like a very specific cadence the way he talks, and he has a very like wry sense of humor. And, and he's just kind of weird. I don't really know how else to describe it, but he has like these kind of interesting perspectives on video games. And I just watched his review for Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, this morning, and uh, a lot of people online were agreeing with him. They're like, the story's trash. Uh, but the gameplay can be fun, so I don't know if you're ever going to make it to Kingdom Hearts uh, 3, Chris, since you've uh, rage quit the well, first one like quit. four or five I, times. I, I came back, <laughs> and I'm, I'm making my way through on easy mode because I'm working my way through it really fast, so I feel pretty good about uh-huh. it. So. But I did not play any of that this weekend. But you can get back well, in the I've seen, I've, I've seen some people compare Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, they use a kind of uh, Avengers Infinity War as like an allegory. They're like, Infinity War is really great because they don't hold your hand through the story. They just assume that you've seen all the other movies, and if you haven't, they just keep the the story clear enough that if you haven't, it was still a good time. Mm -hmm. And I guess through Kingdom Hearts 3, they try to catch you up on everything that you didn't play, all the mobile games and the cell phone games and the portable games. And I guess like Donald and Goofy are just going on and on and on about stuff that you're supposed to know, uh, so they fill you in. So, yeah. So good luck to anybody out there playing Kingdom Hearts 3. I hear the gameplay is fun, the graphics and the worlds look cool but i don't know if i can get on board with that crazy ass story i, I don't know if have you, you played the other ones you have fond memories of the other ones one and two i have very fond memories of the because first because that makes one. no have... goddamn sense either so i don't know what anyone <laughs> expected out of this like i'm watching the, the, I'm like the, i don't know what's happening here this it starts know. with some sort of music video and i'm like what is going <laughs> on that's what gets you hooked man it's the music for sure because when i started playing up that uh review on youtube uh, they added the memorable music from Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, oh, I'm getting warm, cozy feelings. And then he trashes the game. So oh. uh, go go check out Donkey. He's got some funny reviews. Okay, I'll do, I'll do that on my wired internet mic because that's how I'm going to jump into this <laughs> because I know you've been waiting. So I took I've been taking upon myself to run Ethernet cables in my house to the important areas where wired internet will benefit you more than more than not. Um, most people are like, well, why don't you just get wireless boosters? I'm like, well, that's expensive first and foremost. And, you know, like we talked about, like wireless internet, when it doesn't work, you have to go plug it in anyway. So Mm -hmm. why not run a few hardwires? Because I'm watching movies, I'm streaming video games. I don't want any, you know, latency or or like any, anything. If I can remove as much as possible, I'm going to love it. So, uh, I've been taking upon myself to figure out how to do this and the best methods. And, um, since Friday night through Today, I was able to wire three of my own ports. Uh, all Mind you, they're all on one wall, but um, it was definitely been an adventure cutting holes in drywall, as I've shared photos <laughs> with you. Um, yeah. Are you familiar what a fish tape is? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, a thing where you can like send cables through the wall and retrieve it on the other side. Yeah, it's, it's a big, like, a imagine a thin tape measure, like the metal tape measures, and like it's very sturdy. Mm. First thing I put it in my rafters, I got it stuck between a floor joist, <laughs> and and I'm like, well, you got something on the hook. You were fishing, you caught something. Yeah, no, the like the it was so thin it just went in between the piece of wood and the floor. It was holding up, and I couldn't get it back out. 
Uh, <laughs> so I was I was irritated. I was frustrated. Like first thing in, and uh, I had to cut a hole in my um, stairwell to get it out. Thankfully, I figured that out. But I mean. Uh, I gotta give mad props to listener and my friend Patrick Foster for kind of guiding me through this because he does this a lot for for his job and um, he without his like just if I, I shoot him a question I usually already had the answer in my head but if I shot him a question he's been responding pretty good so yeah I mean it's like you need you need that uh, that secondhand confirmation before you start gutting a hole into your wall You're like I think this is what I'm supposed to do but I think I need somebody else's go. Uh, I need the green light before yeah. I start cutting Is this holes. smart or not? It's usually like, am I doing yeah. this right? So um ended up running a lot of wire through my, like, so I have a duct system, like, on the second floor, like, or on the, under the first floor that goes through, like, my office and down the middle of the house uh, for mm-hmm. air. And I'm, like, I'm just running the cords right beside it, which worked perfectly. So um, I even made my own little uh, keystone jacks where you plug the Ethernet ports in and my own mm-hmm. little uh, plugs on the end. And for forty dollars, you can make a two hundred and fifty foot long Ethernet cable. So if you're buying your twenty foot, twenty dollar ten footers, you're you're getting ripped off by a long shot. So, um, man, look at Chris. I know. I feel really good about this. My hands are killing me. Like I, everything's been up in the air holding it up. So it it's worth it. Ethernet is like pure un uncut internet. It's like a it's like a drug. You don't want any fillers. You don't want any latency. You want it uh, quickly to your central nervous system as you're possible. Not, so that's why you that's why you go through all the you're trouble. You're not popping <laughs> pills. You're you're putting it right into the veins of the internet. Yeah, that's exactly. exactly what it is. So uh, yeah, so I'm running it right now on my computer. Uh, it sounds like um you know it inspired our friend show Quentin to do some stuff around his house too, which looked pretty good. I gotta give them that. Yeah. And shout out to anybody improving their uh, battle stations. There's a whole subreddit. I think it's just called R slash Battle Stations, where people show pictures of. It's usually like uh they're like PC rigs, but it's usually the whole kit and caboodle. You know, it's like the tables, it's the monitors, it's you know whatever lighting or wiring setup they've put up. So uh, good on good on you, friend of the show, uh, Quentin, for uh, uh, whipping up your battle. He station. did and sharing it with us. Thank you for sharing photos of your. Battle station, I guess. Yeah, share your battle stations with us. Mm-hmm. Hide that box of Kleenex and lotion because we don't need to see that. Put that in your drawers, please. Yeah, yeah exactly. Take a duster to it too. Just, just take a duster <laughs> to your table. It's not, it's not going to hurt you. Um, before I get to my next thing, Mike, you have been making some home improvements or are going to be, and I have no idea what this entails. But yes, I, I, I swear this will be the least nerdy thing I'll ever say on this podcast. But as we, as we like to do, you like to sit on your couch and you like to stream as much as possible. I gotta get some Titans in me and some Doom Patrol inside of me, and uh, at some point, uh, Young Justice. So before you ingest all those things, you need a comfortable couch, people. And trust me, this is not an ad for like a promo code to go pick up like a new couch. This is uh, we've had our couch for about I think close to nine years now so the cushions which are foam on the inside have really started to wear so the couch is not very comfortable anymore so uh usually when a couch gets uncomfortable you're like oh the couch must be broken and we should just throw it out and get a new one no 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 don't do that couches are expensive just replace the cushions i just went i just measured the cushions i went on amazon uh i ordered like a new uh a new high density foam as it's called uh got shipped to me in like a day Mm -hmm. because it shipped from los Angeles and it's just uh, it's just laying out there in my living room so as soon as the podcast is done I'm going to uh, cut it to size I'm going to stuff it in that micro suede uh, 
um, kind of covering. And I'll have like a, a brand new comfy couch to stream all the stuff that we talk about on this show. So that's just a shout out of don't throw out perfectly good couches. Just replace the cushions, fools. So that's my uh, that's my life hack. So I'll let you know how that goes next week. But I've already tested. I've already <laughs> tested it. I did this ridiculous thing where I, I wanted to make sure it was the cushions that wanted to be replaced and not just like weak springs inside of the couch. So I did like a blind cushion test with my wife, which is just ridiculous. I put all the cushions on the floor of uh of the um, of uh the living room and I was like, "Okay, sit on these. I'm not going to tell you where the cushions are from. Now, are these good or bad?" They're like, "Oh, these are bad. Okay, good. So it's the cushion, it's not the springs." It was ridiculous. It's like the craziest thing I've done all week, but uh that's about as much home improvement I've been doing over here. I'm getting my butt ready. Uh, I think actually after we do the podcast, I'm going to go watch uh Infinity War. Uh, to test out the uh, the, cushions the cushions on the new couch. That's the way to do because it. Because I had like a I had a dream last night about Infinity War. I don't know if it was Infinity War inspired or just in game hype inspired. But every once in a while, I have legit superhero branded property dreams, which are really fun, really cool. But then when I wake up, I forget all the details, and I'm just left with like the really cool vibes. So I've really been wanting to watch Infinity War today. So I, I think I'm going to do that. That's a that's a good choice. That's a good thing because it's two hours and forty minutes. And this, as, as soon as we get to our notes, the next one's going to be about three hours, Mike. So we, we've got, <laughs> got some there. But the last thing I want to add, this is actually superhero related. Chris Hemsworth has a workout program slash app subscription service that launched uh, today. It's actually supposed to come out tomorrow. So I'm very excited about this called Center, C-E-N-T-R. And mm-hmm. um, what's really cool is it's got a whole team of people here. I, I've got the app open. It's got a daily planner in here. It tells you meals to cook for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can add it to your shopping list in the app so you know what to go with to the grocery store. They've got all sorts of workouts, whether you're at the gym or at home. Uh, and I'm very excited to to do this for about three to four months until Comic-Con season. I can see what the results are. So. <laughs> I thought you were about to say three to four days and then uh, then uh, forget it, put it by the wayside, and uh, wish I never spent money on it. But I'm glad that you're committed to getting to Comic-Con. Yeah, yes, because, I mean, um, not only am I going to want to be – Totally ripped for whatever we decide to dress up as, Mike. But um, I'm going to need that stamina to walk across those floors for for several days. So I'm very excited for this. But yeah, just get those experience points, and you can just level up your stamina. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I will. I will do that. I will out level all the nerds while I'm there. I guess. And see what goes <laughs> on. But uh, yeah, that was Chris Hemsworth related. If you want to check it out, uh, I'll link it in the in the show notes, and uh, you can see what's going on. But now we're actually here for the news, Mike. We, we've, we've been putting it off way too long. So let's jump into this. Mm-hmm. Star Wars may have a title reveal. It's rumored to be called Balance of the Force for Episode Nine. Who? I don't like that title. <laughs> I think it's just because it doesn't it – make, it makes sense because it seems like that's where the story's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't roll off the tongue very well, right? Because you got Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Star Wars: Last Jedi, Star Wars: Balance of the Force. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It kind of seems more like a lesser property to me. Sounds like a comic book title, mm-hmm. or it sounds like it could be like a, an animated series, or maybe even like an animated movie or something like that. But I, I don't know. This is just me going off of literally four words. I think you don't need the word force again in this new trilogy. I think you mm-hmm. need something different. Because that's true. Like, if Force maybe was in the second one, it would be a theme. But now, yeah, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, because it's like A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, and then Return of the Jedi. They're all different. I mean, even Phantom Menace, despite how bad that movie is, it rolls off the tongue really well, doesn't it? Uh, Attack of the Clones, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I mean, 
I don't know where we could go, but I mean, I'm excited to see what it is. I just don't think it's Balance of the Force. I can I can tell you I'm starting to warm back up to Star Wars. So I still have not gotten around to rewatching The Last Jedi. And honestly I don't think I'm going to just because I didn't have I didn't have the best time watching it. And I think just for the sake of being a Star Wars fan, I think I just need to push forward. I just need to push past it. You know, I I don't need to like go back into the movie and analyze it and just try to figure out which parts I really liked. You know, I just need to I just think I just need to go casual on it, right? I'll go hardcore on the other Star Wars properties I like so I'm just going to push past it I think maybe once I see the first trailer and they do you know possibly a logo title reveal which we saw in Endgame maybe that will give me the goosebumps and then maybe I'll love the title Balance of the Force but yeah I, I gotta I gotta see the visuals because that's one thing that has always been great in Star Wars movies because it's relative to the decade they come out the visuals of Star Wars are always amazing and beautiful so they always make killer kick-ass trailers i don't think i've ever seen a bad star wars trailer uh especially for these like newer ones that have come out so yeah i'm starting to the hype's starting to revive and uh still waiting for c-3po's uh, promise of something on the horizon what was that tweet that the the actor of c-3po he, said he had like some sort of <laughs> signal coming in or something like pretending he was c-3po I, it was really vague and weird but it wasn't the title which i thought it could have been uh, i I'm, i don't think this is it i think you know, as we say, absence makes the heart grow fonder, Mike, and it sounds like that's true in your your situation. Mm-hmm. Now that we come up on a full year of no Star Wars movies, um, since we get to the anniversary of uh, Solo coming out. However, we are less than a month away from Captain Marvel coming out in theaters. Really, less than a month? March wow, eighth, man. So we are we'll be here before we know it. So buy your tickets if you haven't. Got to get them. I think you have yours, but I don't know. I, I, I don't have them yet. i kind of in that window where I have to wait the week before the film for my theater to add some more showings, but I'll be fine. I'll be good. I know exactly how to do mm-hmm. this. So um, <laughs> Nick, uh, not Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson is out there uh, ruining the movie for other people, so ignore <laughs> oh, no. his interviews yet again. Um, I think also oh, there's a bunch of international trailers. New, new, we're in the TV zone, Mike. This is where all the TV spots are going to start coming out. So if you want to stay mm-hmm. away from it, uh, pull back a little bit on Captain Marvel. However, well, he's got he's got that new Shaft movie coming out. He had that trailer premiere, so maybe now he'll just start talking about Shaft and not spoiling uh, Captain Marvel. That was a fun trailer. I've never seen a single Shaft movie, either the 1970 films or the revival that was was that late 90s or it's, it's, mid it's like 2000s or something 2000s, like that. I think, yeah, yeah, I've never seen any of those Shaft movies. But after I watched that new Shaft trailer, I was just like, I kind of want to go back and catch up on Shaft, like. Because they're bringing back the original actor who played Shaft in this newer Shaft movie. So there's going to be like three generations well, of Shafts. Well, that's, Everyone's going to get – that's got to be the subtitle for the movie, right? Get Shafted. Has that ever been the subtitle? Because if it hasn't, I, it's I think so that obvious. was the one in the 2000s. <laughs> but, I mean, it's – um the one in the 2000s is, is connected to the original one. So, like, they're all in the same universe. They're not reboots mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I think he was in the first one too. The, or the, the Samuel Jackson one. So, um Yeah. But uh, it's out there. He might be coming out ruining Spider-Man for us before we know it because he's in that <laughs> one. Um, but Captain Marvel will be the first Marvel movie to skip Netflix and go directly to Disney+. Plus. It, it's about time uh, that uh, Netflix got to look past its Disney contract and start crossing its fingers that it'll be able to uh, uh, keep the ship afloat. I, I think it'll do okay. Uh, what did I watch recently on Netflix? Oh, yeah. Um, the most... Uh, uh, 
elderly thing I do is uh, watch Grace and Frankie on oh, Netflix, yeah. a Netflix original. It's a good show. I mean, uh, Jane Fonda is uh, great. Uh, I don't remember who the other actress Lily is. Lily Tomlin? But, um, yeah, that's right. Lily oh, Tomlin. come on. I don't so, even watch yeah. Anna who's in it. So, no, I'm kidding. A bunch of uh, goofy old people and their antics. It makes you a little bit more excited about getting old because it reminds you you can still just be like a weird, goofy soul. So... Uh, yeah, I guess Netflix will be safe as long as they have Grace and Frankie. Well, that, I mean, Netflix is putting out new movies all the time. I mean, didn't they get like a mm-hmm. Will Smith and Mary Elizabeth Winstead movie or something coming out? Um, they've got a bunch on the horizon. Oh, hor- really? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like an action movie. So I think there's a bunch on the horizon. Wow. So, um, Netflix is really pushing their original content for the lack of the Disney stuff. However, on the Disney front, they on the their uh, earnings call this week, Bob Iger confirmed they will license other films and properties to include a wide array of choices on Disney Plus. So we're not just stuck now, with Disney content. Now that's something I honestly wasn't expecting. Like since the Fox acquisition, I was expecting to see some more like family friendly Fox properties popping up on the Disney streaming service, but licensing, I I never thought they would even need to do that. I just fi- I figured they were pushing their brand but if they're doing what maybe a lot of other streaming services do, where they kind of have their titles ebb and flow throughout the service, you know, maybe you don't always have the the uh, Disney original like animated movies on the service. Maybe they come in and out. Since they've been doing that in the vault for a while, maybe they kind of pad the library with some licensed stuff. I'm just trying to think what they would license. You know, are they going to license like animated films or because they already own all of those? I'm just trying to think like what do they need? I feel it seems like people would want rather license the Disney stuff than the other way around. Well, but, it all depends on what uh, they mean by licensing. They could license quote-unquote ABC content because they are, even though Disney owns it, they are, they still have to pay internally. It's all business stuff, so they could license yeah, ABC stuff or, you know, like older shows that are, are, aren't are running anymore. Like, I mean, bad example here, but like Seinfeld or Friends or something like that. Like, they were like, hey, we now have this content you've never, like, you, you can come here and watch everything under one subscription service rather than go to a couple of them. So. Or maybe or maybe this is their way of saying they're going to do maybe similar things to what Netflix does where Netflix doesn't always necessarily commission all of their original all of the films. They'll just buy the rights to them mm-hmm. like at film festivals and stuff like that. So maybe Disney is saying they're going to be doing something similar, but um I, I wish I could listen into these earnings calls. I, I, w- I actually wanted to this week because I was like, oh, this one, it hasn't happened yet. And I was like, I wonder if there's any way I can listen. But I think I have to be a, uh, I think I have to be a shareholder if I want to listen in. So maybe if I just buy one Disney stock, I girl will let me you listen. Could, it's probably online. You can probably, someone's probably got a podcast feed of these things. <laughs> I want him to Twitch stream it. So if I, uh, <laughs> if I, uh, if I subscribe, I can send him emotes and ask him questions. That would be so funny. Mm-hmm. Bob Iger on Twitch with his earnings. That would call. be the worst audience ever on there. So yeah, I, I can't know. Um, but I think the variety on Disney Plus is something we were. I was kind of really worried about, like because I'm like, what what else? Do, what else am I going to need on top of Disney Plus? So I'm excited to see what what they what other content they maybe bring to the table for us. The Avengers Endgame is around the corner. I mean, I watched the trailer the Super Bowl spot like twice last night. Uh, I, sh- mm-hmm. I was exp- I was explaining the Marvel Cinematic Universe to someone who's never seen them before, um, and I was like, "Here are the order of films you need to watch." And here's oh my god, why- it was very exciting. It was a- such an exciting. I would, 
I would love to do that just because everybody I know, especially out here in LA, is totally familiar with everything Marvel and understands all the superhero movies and like the drama uh, between like you you know directors and actors and you know DC and everything. I would love to just sit down with somebody that wants to hear me vamp about it for like three hours, but they don't know anything. Yeah. Like teaching a class on the MCU, that'd be so much. Yeah. Fun. So I gotta explain. So we gotta watch Captain Marvel's trailers um, and in-game trailers again. And um, it, it was very exciting. So um, currently, the in-game um, per the Russo brothers is the edit is around three hours, um, mm-hmm. which would make it the longest movie in in the MCU. But after twenty two films, it probably needs to be one of the longer movies. And they've had four yeah. test screenings, Mike, and no one used the bathroom during those test screenings yet. <sighs> Man, if I was lucky enough to get into one of those test screenings, I would just piss my pants because I wouldn't want to miss anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I read somewhere that somebody said that this was going to be the longest superhero movie of all time in the U.S., which makes me think there's some sort of like foreign superhero film out there that's clocking in at like five hours or something, and I don't know what it is. But uh, yeah, I think this could be, even outside of the MCU, the longest superhero movie if it gets that uh, three-hour cut. But yeah, I'm so I'm so into this. This movie could be like four hours long. If it was that long, I think I'd want like an actual intermission so I could go use the bathroom. But uh, I'm gonna have to do some like um, mental meditation so I can just in- enjoy all of this movie. Uh, oh man, I'm so excited for this film. I just uh, Chris, I need it. You need it. You need. I need it too. I can't wait. Uh, but Marvel is also fine with this lengthy runtime. As long as the film hits the right beats. Meaning, like, we've talked about this. why Justice League is only... How long is Justice League? An hour and a half? or so, It's under two hours? Mm-hmm. So they could get more people, more screenings in. Um, that's why movies usually rarely go very long. But if this movie is doing its job and people are watching it and, like, they're selling all the screens to watch Avengers, I mean, yeah, people are going to watch it. I think it'll be fine. So... Um, yeah, and it just it makes sense in the context of what the film is. It's like a it's a finale of all of this uh, of this grand experiment of all of these Avengers and superhero movies on the MCU. Obviously, it's continuing after this, but this is kind of the culmination of I'm assuming what Feige had in his mind mm-hmm. of like bringing everything to end with Thanos. So it makes sense to like, yeah, we're gonna let it be three hours. It's okay. We've been working like what eleven years to this. So yeah. I think it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just did a quick uh, Google. The movie Krish is, is three hours long and it's an Indian film. So that's, okay, that's there you what go. it is. <laughs> and it's actually the sequel to another movie of a different name. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so Avengers are great. Uh, we've got our first live action team image from some promotional stuff here, Mike. Uh, not not officially released, but um, we would kind of, I mean, I was afraid to send this to you a little bit, but I'm like, this really isn't that spoilery at the end of the day. Well, the thing is, I came across this just randomly on the internet, so uh, I, I saw it, but uh, this definitely looks like a, it's a poorly photoshopped promo. This is probably something you would see, like, slapped to, like, a plastic popcorn bucket in your movie theater. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not centered and but, it bothers me. <laughs> yeah, because, like, oh, let's give more weight to Stormbreaker over here on the left side, but then it has all of this empty space. Compositional-wise, it's all over the yeah. place, but... You get to see, uh, I think, the two biggest standouts. I mean, you might uh, find something else because you got that eagle eye. <laughs> is you have uh, these new kind of patterning on Iron Man's like um, what, like bicep? Is that what? Is that the area of the arm would be called? He's kind of got like a gold it's, kind of like a way more pattern. gold in him, like kind of harkening back to his original armor colors uh, from the comic yeah, books. It's, 
Yeah, it's really badass. And it made me think, like, Robert Downey Jr. really got lucky with this whole movie franchise because, like, Chris Evans and uh, Chris Hemsworth just have to be, like, absolutely ripped and in shape. Uh, And also Scarlett Johansson, they've just had to keep their bodies at, like, top-tier condition for, like, over a decade. And Robert Downey Jr. is just like, they just CG me inside of a freaking robot. It's great. All I have to do is make sure my beard is trimmed and I don't get a too big of a gut when I'm on the red carpet. So he really lucked out. Uh, but number two is definitely, definitely the Hulk over here. Brucey. Uh-huh. It's the most Brucey Hulk I've seen in the last 11 years. Yeah. He's definitely wearing the suit and it looks like a nice mixture of Bruce Banner and the Hulk. So maybe it's a banner who's in charge of the Hulk's power for once. We could, we could say, mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely, I'm digging the suit. I mean, a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't like the Hulk. Like we don't need a shirtless Hulk in everything we do. Like he, he can, he can have a, you can have a, a one piece on here. I'm cool with this. Now, in in the comics, doesn't doesn't that specific type of Hulk have like a name where like the Hulk is intelligent and can speak the, fluently? There's a couple. Uh, probably the most famous one is Dot Green. Is what he calls himself. So, hmm. um, I thought it was something else. I thought like Hulk was still in his the, name. Maybe I'm thinking. There's also um, Nerd Hulk is another one that might be doing. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's the one I was thinking. There's of. several versions. So, um, I think Dot Green's probably the most famous one, but he he doesn't look anything like this one. Um, to me, I'm going to be honest with you here. Um, Black Widow is the most interesting one here because you see the blonde in her hair. So she's letting her red grow out, Mike. She didn't dye her hair. Like, there's been some time passed here for her hair color to grow out. But also, look on her left hand. She has a little device that we saw filming on those things. Oh! See, this is why I ask you, Chris, because you notice these things. (laughs) Yeah, so I think, um, to me, she's got the most interesting points to point out here because her hair's grown out and she's got a something on her wrist. So I think everyone will be eventually going through maybe time or space or the quantum realm. Who knows what's going on here? And also this suit is very, it's reminiscent of the wasp suit too. Uh, especially with that patterning in the middle, I'm not necessarily saying there's like Hank Pym made the suit for her. Uh, but what I think it is, is just, they have really, they have a really cool like costuming and like, uh, an art department over at the MCU. Everything always kind of feels like it's in the same universe. Like the very first time we saw the vulture and homecoming, Mm -hmm. all of that tech looked like tech that you might see from Falcon or you might see from the alien. So they're really good at kind of keeping these little things and the continuity and all of it making sense. Um, but yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to all this coming together. Um, but I think, uh, the Hulk's we're almost seeing like his arc here because we didn't, we didn't really see him succeed in infinity war as being a brute. He kind of failed miserably to Thanos and then he wasn't able to get the Hulk to come back out. And then, uh, so it makes sense that eventually he'd come to terms and be in total control. So yeah, I'm looking forward to see, uh, uh, the Hulk smash. I want to see, I want to see it all, man. I'm so excited for this three hour movie. It could be four hours. I (laughs) I don't care. Like count me in. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is not on our horizon just yet. It's coming around the corner. Um, but this weekend, Chris Pratt, I think he's doing Lego movie rounds, uh, confirmed that mm-hmm. they will be using James Gunn's script for the movie still. So uh, it sounds like everyone's <laughs> on board to using that um, probably to, to, to stay around. They're like, okay, we'll use your script. But I don't think anyone is in line to direct it yet. I think they'll probably wait until... Um, even in, in games out to announce anything, even, even for that, because this is, this is just so funny because it like the whole reason 
they they fired James Gunn because a tweet that he wrote or tweets that he wrote, crass jokes that he wrote in the past. So it's literally his writing which got him fired, but they're still using his script, which I just think is hilarious. So I'm sure there's some sort of like writer's guild contractual, you know, obligation there and everything. But the crazy people out there that got him fired, I guarantee they're that they're not going to be tweeting and petitioning Disney again to like cancel the movie or do something else. They're just happy that they that they got him fired and they got a win in their column. But like if they actually cared about what he said, they would be protesting even more because it's his writing that's going to be continuing on. It's just like this should be making you furious if you really wanted him fired that they're still using his script. It's like the hypocrisy there is just so hilarious to me. It's like ugh, I just it, I think it's I think it's hilarious and frustrating, but at least we still get a little bit of gun in you know the next mm-hmm. film. Yeah, I mean it, it definitely needs to continue that arc. Um, I got a text from my mom at like eleven last night. She's like, "Hey, when's the next Guardians movie coming out?" Because apparently they were watching them last night. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, all right, well that's cool. That's that's not a text you expect to get from your parents on a weekend. So, ooh, that's how you know the superheroes have gone mainstream if you're getting superhero texts from your moms. Yeah. Uh, also, last night we, we got to watch the intro to Deadpool because this person I was talking to about the MC had never seen Deadpool movies either. And oh. I was trying to explain the difference. Like, why is Deadpool Marvel but not in that line of movies? Uh, so we got to mm. watch the, the scene on the interstate where he jumps into the car. And, and does oh, that. good so one. That's, that's, a, that's a great way to open that movie. Um, but the Deadpool movies in the Disney world are mo- likely, most likely to keep their R rating. Um on the films, but this will probably keep it out of the MCU for the time being until probably Ryan Reynolds' tenure is done with them. So, yeah, I, I I wouldn't expect Deadpool to ever show up in a in a normal MCU movie. I just think it doesn't really make sense for his type of character. Like, I feel like Deadpool dominates the screen so much. Um, I would see almost like. MCU Marvel characters maybe on loan <laughs> to a Deadpool movie, mm. you know? Like, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and have, like, a Deadpool, like, fight the Hulk. Yeah, sure, whatever. Or, you know, maybe bring, like, Black Widow over for a scene. You know, like, I don't, I can't imagine, like, Deadpool showing up in an Avengers movie. I, I think it would just be too, too clashing. But I like the idea now that Deadpool is going to continue as a rated R movie because we were all worried about that holiday PG-13 version um, kind of neutering the Deadpool for franchise so i'm glad it's going forward as rated r but i'm glad that we can put mcu characters possibly on loan now i think that's great so i'm looking forward to yep. it and uh the, they can totally reference like so in deadpool they can probably totally reference the mcu now instead of the x-men as Ooh. much but the branding has to be very careful i Iger said on like how do we do this like how do we put a rated r movie and say hey it's marvel but it's not mcu kind of thing so uh, we'll probably look at see some very very creative ways whenever that third one comes. Come I think I think Deadpool should go to space because that's always a joke that they say in films. Like eventually you take him to space, and the movie should just be called Deadpool Goes to Space because then he can go out into the galaxy. He can like visit like the Nova Corps. He can just like go make fun of like some sort of gigantic god on a planet, and he just stomps Deadpool in the ground, but he's still alive. I think there could be a lot of fun with uh, Ryan Reynolds and space. I can't wait till he physically jumps a shark in the movie. So that's, <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, but Deadpool three is probably probably uh, kick off production later this year is my guess. Uh, Marvel Television in in news that's probably not that surprising is the all women show that was written by the guy who wrote Wonder Woman has not been picked up by ABC. 
Oh, did they? I wonder if they ordered a pilot or if they just didn't like the pilot script. They didn't film anything. It was just a script. But my assumption Mm. is that all the non MCU shows um, on on like Marvel and like uh, everything else are going to start slowly being canceled as they work towards Marvel Studios based television shows on Disney Plus. Yeah, I bet there's a whole lot in flux over there because now that you own the Fox properties, you're going to be... I mean, it's crazy that there's just these random X-Men shows out there still. (laughs) You know, you got Legion going into like season three. I totally forgot about that other mutant show. What was it even called? I don't even remember. Uh, Gifted? Um, Gifted, that's right. So you got that film going on out there. So yeah, I could see Disney kind of wanting to rein this stuff in now that it owns all the properties. Not necessarily to cancel it, but you know, you rein it in and then you push it out the way you'd like to push it out. Um, so there could there could definitely be an all women's superhero Marvel TV show at some point in time. But maybe Disney's like, let's get our own shows out there on the streaming service first, see how those go, and then decide. Oh, if everything's going well over here streaming wise, let's get this all women show on the streaming service. And then oh, maybe we have some room over on ABC. Maybe we'll slot it into ABC because Agents of Shield can't go on forever. So yeah, I, I think you're totally right. There's lots in flux. Out yeah, there. I also think it comes down to Marvel Television does not get along with Marvel Studios and Marvel Television mm-hmm. is one making all these shows. And once you take it out of their hands and goes back to Kevin Feige's hands, we're going to see an increase in quality as well as well in the shows, which I think is kind of mm-hmm. what we need. Like I've actually taken on the approach in the past 6 months that I don't think the Netflix shows are in the MCU. I and I don't consider them in the MCU at all um, because they don't affect anything as the whole. They just reference what's called the incident occasionally. Um, so I'm, I mean, like to me, if Marvel TV can get, go away and and not do anything and then let Marvel studios handle all that and all the storylines and keep it all tied in together, I think we're going to see, um, more interconnection in those things as well. So, um, I'm looking for quality, Mike, very excited for this. Uh, the cloak and dagger TV show still going on on Freeform, and season two will land April 4th, 2019, which is a lot sooner than I thought it would. Is anybody out there watching Cloak and Dagger? Not throwing shade. I'm just really curious. If you're listening to the show right now and you're watching Cloak and Dagger, it doesn't even have to be religiously. Like you maybe just seen more than two episodes, possibly. Reach out to us and let us know. I just I just want to know if there's like a there an appetite out there for it. And I'm really curious how much it dovetails in and out of the MCU. Because, like you just said, you don't you don't consider the Netflix movies as part of the MCU because they don't really tie into it. They never hook into it, even periodically. So I'm curious if Cloak and Dagger does that or not. Yeah, you know? I've not I've not seen it as well, and I don't think it was because I, I wasn't really turned off. I just never sat down to do it. Um, we we talked about uh, uh, one counterpoint that they had it wasn't like Misty Knight mentioned or like one of her old partners in Cloak and Dagger or something like that, or maybe Night Nurse. There was some sort of Netflix connection well, at one point it in was, time. They, they mentioned very heavily in Cloak and Dagger, Roxxon Oil Corporation, which yeah. is also in the MCU movies and I think a little bit in... Yeah, yeah, because the, the Elektra is taking on the Roxxon people in Daredevil Season 2. So um, mm-hmm. I think they, they tried to do that, but like that's such an ancillary like kind of connection. Mm-hmm. Like, does it even count? Like I, I don't know, but... Um, yeah, Cloak and Dagger's out there. I need to um, probably watch the first season. I don't know how many episodes there were, but um, nothing against it. I just didn't. When do you turn on Freeform, you know? Unless you're watching Harry Potter. <laughs> like, it's not something that I'm actively yeah, turning point. to. So, uh, yeah, Cloak and Dagger season two will be out uh, this April. Fill that void between um, um, 
Captain Marvel and Endgame. Legion, however, will get season three this summer, uh, but that will also be the last season of the show as well. They're going to wrap up the thing um, this this summer with Legion season three. I've not even started season two yet um, because I wanted to watch it all. Because you have to watch this show, Mike. We've talked about this. Like you can't be on your phone or cooking dinner while Legion is on. You have to watch it, or you're gonna miss something to be very lost later. So yeah, it's cool that I I like it anytime that a show kind of uh, plans out its series. So there could be hardcore Legion fans that would love it going on past season three, but it it's always good news like when the last season is planned because that means you can tell like a whole connected story. You can be very pleased because you can go out and you can get the whole series box set that'll probably have some sort of weird like uh, a Legion face on the front of it that you can just put in your collection and just like three solid seasons. Uh, good for Legion and. Uh, I always forget the guy that makes it, but I know he's really talented because he, he made Fargo and Noah he was Hawley? possibly tapped. Yeah, and he was possibly tapped to make that Doctor Doom movie. So I, I yeah, this frees up Noah Hawley, so that's even extra good news for him to possibly do something else. Yeah, exactly. And you know, um, and I think the show's been great, and I think you know, um, a show that lives beyond its expiration date is not beneficial to anyone. So I'm glad they know that it's ending and they can do that. However, I think the biggest news out of this is they finally cast his dad, Legion's dad, Professor X. Uh, with actor Harry Lloyd, um, which is not a Dumb and Dumber reference, by the way. Uh, it's an actual <laughs> guy. Uh, he was in Game of Thrones as Daenerys' brother in the early seasons. Uh, yeah, no spoilers, but he's only in the early seasons. I, I don't know. I just that's all I can remember. So um, he, he's in in that show. He's got such a smarmy look on his face, like you want to punch uh-huh. him. But that's like everybody in that show. So, um, but I mean, I think that's cool. They got Xavier. They also cast his mom, but I didn't Do- know who she was. So I just <laughs> doesn't that doesn't that feel like such a Gotham move where it's just like you start your series kind of like as a. You know, Legion's not really a prequel, but it's, you know, dated in the past. And then you slowly work your way forward to a character you're familiar with. <laughs> feels very go- feels very gotham Well, they've always teased him in, in in all the shows. with Like, even in the season mm-hmm. one. I just, I don't even know where the show sets place. Is it even real? Or is it in his head the whole time? Like, I'm very excited to see how this wraps up and see what's going on. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think it's, it's going to be cool. So, I'm going to have to catch up on season two before season three hits, hits this summer. Uh, you you actually told me about this first before I got to see it. The Doom Patrol got a teaser this week because uh, the uh-huh. show comes out what next weekend on the DC. Soon. I think I think it's. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, debut. Um, but I mean this this teaser is pretty interesting. I guess it's a weird group of people. That's for sure. Yeah, I was surprised that uh, the humor was it was it was a funny teaser. It was quick. It was like to the point. It had a lot of energy to it. Uh, the characters, I know, I know they have like a, a backdoor pilot in Titans, which I promise I will get around to. So some of you out there have probably already been introduced to um, Doom Patrol, but yeah, it seems like a really fun group. But I had no idea Cyborg was going to be such an integral part to this show. Uh, I you know they had show like teaser posters for um, character posters before the show came out. But I thought he was going to be kind of more of a selling point. Like, oh, I know nobody knows what Doom Patrol is, but hey, here you go, Cyborg, a somewhat familiar face that we wished was probably more familiar uh, if the Justice League movie would have done better. But it seems to be in the teaser trailer, like he is literally part of the Doom Patrol. He kind of seems like maybe the the good guy that uh, reigns them in, like the leader. Uh, but he seems to be very much in this 
in this show, I don't know, maybe it's just possibly the pilot, but it doesn't look like Cyborg is like some sort of like CG animal, you know, mm-hmm. that they have to spend a lot of money on. He's just in a hoodie and they put like a uh, like a, a cybernetic uh, eye patch on him. So I, I don't think he would cost too much money to render on the screen. So, yeah, but the, the, the teaser trailer looks pretty cool. Like I got pretty hyped when I saw it. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely set the, the tone a little bit. And I think uh, one of the coolest things was seeing Alan Tudyk as Mr. Nobody in their interpretation. Um, of all the things, he looks like he's going to be the CGI heavy character. Um, mm-hmm. And if you go look him up in the comic book version, he looks really weird. So um, they were able to pull that off was was interesting. But all these people are very dysfunctional. I did not know Crazy Jane had elect looks like electric powers come out of her. So um, hmm. yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see this really dysfunctional group of people work. And like I said, I didn't know Cyborg was going to be that much. I thought he was just going to be like in a one or two, like the beginning episode and the, the final one, but. Looks like he's part of the team throughout the whole thing. So, yeah, and uh, Alan Tudyk looks pretty rad because it almost he looks like a person with like kind of chunks taken out of him. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a really effective look, and he's very dark on the inside. So yeah, I love Alan Tudyk. I I just googled screenshots of it really quick because I didn't want to scrub through the trailer <laughs> to see it. But yeah, it's just like a cool, it's just a cool kind of sinister look. So. Yeah, I, I I'm hyped for Doom Patrol, man. I, I'm gonna have to start this free trial of uh of uh the DC streaming app so I can kind of check these things out. I had to cancel the CBS All Access app after the Super Bowl, so I put that a reminder in my phone so I wouldn't get charged uh, yesterday. And it was like breaking up with like a, a girlfriend because yeah, it was just like, bad, oh huh? no, we yeah, like a very desperate girlfriend because it's like, oh no, we don't want to see you go. Here's two months free of CBS All Access if you don't leave us. And then, like, they make the cancel button, like, really, really tiny. And the no, I don't want to cancel button a color, and it's, like, a huge block. So you have to, like, hunt for the right links to cancel the service. So it was pretty, uh, pretty sad. So, but no more CBS All Access. Freeze me up maybe to jump into DC. Yeah, maybe. I'd take the free two months and then put another reminder in my phone. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like, a, sounds like a bad Tinder date that didn't go well the weekend before, Mike. And you're like, hey, I need to... <laughs> need to move on but that doom patrol comes out february 15th so if you want to jump on that you can start this weekend if you're dc all dc not all dc universe subscriber uh breaking news mike i just added this while we were talking here <laughs> the first image of jack actor jack bannon is pennyworth has hit the internet oh my god so they are filming this like this is real let me just so this is a podcast so let me describe it to everybody out there uh, i'm really gonna get you know the real nuanced uh, look of what you think Alfred Pennyworth looks like. So basically, what I want you to imagine is a young man with combed-over hair in a tuxedo and a bow tie, and that's well, it. It's literally Alfred, just younger. He, in a he's suit. got a very <laughs> deep V on his hairline. I'll tell you that right now. That is the <laughs> Alfred hair if I've ever seen one. Can you at least give it that? Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's not really a whole lot of. <laughs> to take away from this i wasn't expecting him to be so young i was expecting maybe like a a late 30s you know alfred maybe somebody that's kind of already been through um because his backstory is always usually connected to military service i feel like or at least in recent in recent uh versions of him and this one is he's a he's a secret uh sas agent in england he looks he looks very dainty. I was kind of hoping when he was younger he would be a little bit more grizzled, so he kind of have more of a mysterious backstory. But this looks like a very logical version of Alfred as a kid. Like, yeah, this looks like a man that's going to grow up to be a butler. Yeah, you know? and well, I was hoping for maybe more of like a James Bond style TV show for him, like when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, James Bond, that was Alfred kind of thing. 
but this is set in 1960s DC version of England, whatever that means. Um, but apparently, uh. even though we get this nice clean role in this image of this nice clean dude, it's an unhinged R-rated show with no Batman villains in sight. So nothing about, hey, we're going to get like the baby penguin showing up later. <laughs> well, I guess you don't have to worry too much about your ratings when you're on a network nobody knows what it is, which is Epix. Uh, did you so know? I guess if you, you know, the Epix logo <laughs> looks like the Plex logo. Oh, it if does. Yeah, the color, I was tell, my friend of the show Brian was telling me that today. I was like, "Damn, that that's crazy." No one's watching Epix. That's why I didn't know this. So yeah, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think. Don't, don't you have to have, like, a certain tier of cable package to get Epics, or do you have to, like, go out of your way to request it? Like, I I don't think people normally have Epics, so I would be shocked if there's some sort of hardcore Alfred fan out there that's like, oh, yeah, I got to call my cable provider. I got to get Epics so I can get this super <laughs> limited Alfred show on. Oh, man, it's... Uh, so Epics, right. <laughs> you, you can get it by standalone for $6 a month. Which okay. actually doesn't sound too bad, but I don't know any of these shows on here. Um, actually, these are some old, like A Quiet Place, Magnificent Seven, Annihilation are on here now. Uh, and then you can get it through TV and digital, but it varies based on, on where you're yeah. at. So. I know when Epix was doing a big marketing push out here, they uh, took over a bunch of billboards, and it seemed like their business model was we're going to get all of the blockbuster movies on our channel before you can get them anywhere else. So basically, as soon as like you were able to like you know physically purchase a blockbuster movie, they already had it on their channel. So I'm sure they're paying a big premium basically for you to be able to watch these movies right away before you know you could possibly stream them anywhere. But maybe they're like, ooh, let's get an Alfred show so we don't have to spend all this money on Annihilation. Yeah. I don't know, man. I the whole the whole idea is funny to me, but I appreciate the hustle for whoever's getting paid to make this. I show. mean, if you want to watch both Bill and Ted movies movies on here they're on they're on epics right now <laughs> and they've got both boo Medea halloween movies on here as well so i know you're really you know getting excited for this um <laughs> but you know there's some couple new ones on here death wish with that bruce willis one that's on here daddy's home too oh god that movie looked awful no i don't want to watch, watch delta farce you know that the, oh, these god. don't look any, these don't look any good but if you want to go check them out uh you can definitely go to epics.com and, and get get your handful um. <laughs> anyway, Pennyworth coming to Epics sometime. Aquaman has been a huge money maker for Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. Big success financially, um, fairly above average critically. But now Warner Brothers, um, taking the wrong messages yet again, are in the early stages of developing a spinoff based on the trench <laughs> that we didn't visit in. The the movie, oh the scary a- the alien looking ones, and yeah, they're not gonna feature any of the Aquaman cast at all in this movie. Like none of them, wow, are not gonna be in this movie. So where is it? Why is it? What's going on? The only thing I can imagine is, uh, you know, that sequence in the movie was very horror-esque, which makes sense with the director of the film who comes from a horror background. So it almost makes me think he was so successful making Aquaman. Basically, Warner Brothers said, you can make whatever you want. We'll greenlight anything that you want to do because you made us so much money. We want to keep you happy. We want to keep you around for more Aquaman movies because you're doing a good job and you're, you're printing off money for us all around the world. So they're probably like, yeah, I think uh, I kind of want to make a movie about those weird, creepy fish guys that I put in that uh, boat scene. People have been responding to that really well. They tell me they really like that part of the movie. So the execs are probably just like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Go make a trench 
movie, you know, hire whatever um, uh, director that's under your wing that you want to. So that's kind of what I think is going on here. Uh, if I if I had to make this movie work and make any sense, because you're, it's it's almost like you're setting me up with like a challenge. Like, okay, here you go. You have these characters. You ain't getting any Aquaman people. Okay, mm-hmm. so just go ahead and write that off. Uh, I would think it would just be like you set the movie in like a like a, a coastal small coastal town, and then the creatures start coming out of the sea, and they're like terrorizing the people of the village, and they have to fight them off. I don't know. It's just basic, you know, a basic monster movie type of premise, but you just use the trench. But I mean, isn't the whole point of using these characters so you can use like the DC world as a way to kind of market it? Be like, oh yeah, this is like an Aquaman spinoff, like. The trench? I mean, come on, that's not a big hook. Why don't you just make an original horror movie, you know, and just make up but, a brand new character? Well, this, this kind <laughs> of feels to me like the New Mutants thing over at Fox. Like it's X Men, but it's not X Men we know kind of thing. Um, okay, but I also could see this like they may want to go back and tell you why all these people turned into the trench creatures. I have no idea. I have, I can't justify this decision or like even if this is re- real or not. Like, I mean, they could just someone could be someone blowing smoke out of their ass about this, but I am not. I have nothing, nothing, no feelings towards this at all. Like, I, this is an officially unsanctioned film by uh, Chris Dillard here, so he is he is not I on not board. Bar- like the the it says it's supposed to be an underwater horror film. Well, the only horror I have is actually if they make it. So that's kind of where I'm at, but. I mean, they they they're making some crazy. Dis- they're not making normal movies right now, but I would probably work this, on a team up movie before making a spinoff about the trench. This feels like a co- this feels like it could be a really cool spinoff comic book. You know, it's just like oh yeah, I've been reading some of the Aquaman comics. Oh, it looks like this new writer wants to write like a a five you know a five issue standalone trade of you know the trench. Oh, that'll be really cool. You know, I'll read that. I'll learn a little bit more about the trench. But at least on like a comic book, you know, you can put whoever the hell you want in it. You can like throw Aquaman into a panel or two, or you can throw Mara in there if you want to. But yeah, with a movie, you're not gonna be able to get those actors to come in because they're already off doing like a thousand other things. So yeah, this feels like a weird deep cut comic book that they're turning into a movie. You know? Yeah, I. I don't why who who is doing this? <laughs> what is going on you just made a billion dollars pump your brakes a little bit put it back into some other your other stuff so we'll see what's going on there later on uh in terms of animated movies there's a justice league versus the fatal five movie coming out later this year um and i don't know if you're familiar with this or not but like this is like a more of a recent incarnation of the justice league Featuring um, Jessica Cruz as the Green Lantern, I think, and I want to say um, I don't. I think it's everybody else uh, in there, but like it's DC Animated's been pretty good, and I'm not familiar who the Fatal Five are, but this was a very interesting trailer to watch for sure. Yeah, I actually caught it earlier this week because I think it's kind of gaining some steam because it's a Bruce Tim animated movie, and I, I believe the last one he made was The Killing Joke, which was pretty universally panned I think among most comic fans especially people that really loved that specific comic book but you know he still has a lot of credibility because he made those original like uh, Batman the animated series and the Justice League he 
kind of like his Bruce Tim style very much informed all of uh, Warner Brothers animated. So I think a lot of people are happy to see him go back to his original Justice League characters. Because if you watch this trailer, it just looks like the Justice League animated series. So they got the look down pack. So this looks like it could just be almost like a continuation of Justice League. Like So stream and binge it all on your uh, DC uh, app and then go watch uh, this film, which I would assume would come to the DC app because that's kind of where these things should be going anyway. So, um, yeah, I think I, I think I would check it out. You know, I like Bruce Tim. I, I love his style. I loved his earlier animated stuff. So let's, let's hope he uh, knocks it out of the park. But I agree. I have no idea who the Fatal Five is. It seems like they just have to uh, throw in some sort of villain so they can have him punch Well, in people. the comic books, the Fatal Five was like a 30th century like team of villains. Uh, kind of like how the original Guardians of the Galaxy were like 30th century. So I don't know if there's going to be time travel or what. Because they have... The character Starman in this. That's who I thought on, was on the front cover. Starman. I believe... I mean, it's been a couple days since I watched the trailer, but I think they do mention, like, villains from the future yeah. in here. And then there's some sort of mysterious character that looks like they're supposed to be a good guy, but uh, he has powers, but they don't know he has powers until probably, like, uh, Deus Ex Machina uh, <laughs> shows up and he needs them. Yeah. So, uh uh, yeah, I check it out. I, I think I would check it out. Yeah, we got out. the trailer in the show notes. Um, and if you're looking for some good animated stuff, there you go. And uh, maybe you can get it on your DC Universe free trial, Mike. Kingsman The Great Game uh, is a prequel movie coming out um, that they're working on, just in case anyone didn't know this. Um, and it's a movie set during like World War One era uh, kind of thing, so no relation to the newer ones. They don't have any of the same actors, but they did cast... Aaron Taylor Johnson, who we know is Quicksilver, and actress Gemma Arterton in this as uh, lead roles, which is pretty uh, exciting for me because I'm, I'm a Kingsman fan. So, I have uh, two comments on the matter. Uh, the last Kingsman movie left me a little sour, so that makes me a little apathetic towards this idea. But the on the other hand, the Kingsman universe is very much rooted in gadgets, so I really like the idea of like really pre-tech gadgets. So I think that would be really cool to have like you know how do you have these kind of really cool slick things, but in you know what nineteen late nineteen thirties or you know World War One. So I think that would be like a fun visual kind of. Uh, uh, thing to to tackle, so I I think that would be fun. Yeah, I mean, what I I like about the Kingsman is like you don't know what's gonna like 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 you said, it's the gadgets, it's like the spy stuff. I mean, they they've all done modern stuff like you know James Bond and Mission Impossible style. So to go back to like earlier nineteen you know or twentieth century would be really cool to see that kind of stuff kind of go on. And and the best thing is, I guarantee they haven't invented the tech that uh, that heals a freaking headshot, which is the worst mistake they've ever made in the whole in this whole short franchise. So now that people can actually die in the film from being shot in the head, I think I will be okay with a World War One version of Kingsman. So this is actually good news, Chris. I'm surprised you brought me good uh, Kingsman. Well, news. I mean, people live from getting shot in the head all the time, so you can you can live in a little <laughs> fantasy world however you want. Uh, have you played any of the Monster Hunter video games at all? You know, I'm I'm glad you brought this up because I would like to ask you the same thing because I got some leftover from the holidays. I got some uh, PSN credits on my account, and I think Monster Hunter was on sale just the other day. I was checking through the PSN store. I don't know if it's still on sale, but I saw it was like 25 bucks. I heard some people there were having some fun with this game. I wanted something a little bit lighter than Bloodborne just because it's so dour sometimes and it's so brutal. But I, I like the type 
of like gameplay and world that it's in. So Monster Hunter kind of seems like, you know, uh, kind of similar style of gameplay. So I kind of want to play the video game that's out right now. I think it's called Monster Hunter Worlds, yeah. but uh, I haven't played it. So I've never played any of the Monster Hunters. I played Monster Rancher. I don't know if you played that one. <laughs> I have played Monster Rancher, actually. <laughs> uh, that was the old PlayStation where you popped in different discs and it would scan the code and you would unlock new creatures in it from that. So I've not played Monster Hunter or Monster Hunter World, which is a new one. I've heard great things. Like, people are loving this game. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently you just go, like, you're on an island and you either hunt, kill, or capture these creatures on this island and study them. And I don't know what the end goal is. I hadn't got that far. But the, um, the I know they're filming this with uh, was Mila Jovovich is the main character, one of them, and then there's mm-hmm. a the, the the guy who's like the main one in the in the movie in the games. Um, but they actually have a release date for this movie, September fourth, twenty twenty. They are pushing forward. I think this might be the same guy who did all the Resident Evil movies uh, because they're <laughs> not doing any more of those. So I mean, that's that's not a I don't think that's a good sign because I think the the Resident Evil movies have a fan base for sure because they made like a million of them. But it's a very specific type of film. Like I don't want to say it's low budget, but it almost feels like low effort. Like I don't want to like I don't want to like throw shade at anybody that's making the Resident Evil movies, but it definitely feels like very specific type of just the easy action movie. And the idea of Monster Hunter does not sound easy. That sounds like really big, coordinated special effects. Really got to nail down your scale right. Because when I watch the trailer for Monster Hunter Worlds on the PlayStation, there's a lot of big, gigantic, like, T-Rex-sized monsters that you're hunting. These aren't just, like, little, tiny, like, X-Files type of monsters or aliens that are running around, you know. So I would hope that this director could really adapt to the scale of the film if you imagine a Monster Hunter movie, I think you kind of think like, oh, maybe James Cameron or Guillermo del Toro should tackle this. But the guy that made all those Resident Evil movies, I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I think he his style would work maybe better. Because I like some of like the larger creature battles in those movies. Like when she's going up against like a boss creature in those movies. But the zombie part and the actual Resident Evil game part, he just totally blew. Like it just sucks so hard. So I think maybe this would adapting that to a different video game series that is more about actions and like big boss battles might be better. Now, has a video game movie ever been good, Mike? That's the real question. That's the real trick. Hey, Detective Pikachu coming out this summer. I was going to say, I saw the trailer in front of the Lego movie for Detective Pikachu. I've seen it a few times now. I actually really like the trailer. I'm looking forward to the film, but I think we're due another another Detective Pikachu trailer soon. I don't know about you, but I I need to see something else. So yeah. maybe hopefully on the show in a couple weeks, we'll be talking about some new uh, Pokemon. Exactly. Trailer. Now, I heard a rumor about that movie. Do you want to know what that rumor might be? Or Absolutely. Please that, tell me. The Pikachu <laughs> is actually that kid's dad. And Mewtwo transferred his consciousness into the Pikachu. <laughs> no! No, don't do that. That's so weird. <laughs> well, I was like, that makes no sense because only that kid can hear that Pikachu. If that was true, the Pikachu could be heard by everybody, though. So- no, that's so weird. I I rather them just, like, they actually don't even have to explain it. You know, like, the Pokemon universe has, like, these very kind of strong, like, you know, magical, mystic undertones. Just say, like, the kid was born with some sort of, like, special ability to, like hear like this Pikachu or something like that and just like write it off very simply I mean there's literally like cute fluffy monsters walking all around performing elemental attacks 
we'll get it that this one guy can just hear this Pikachu, okay? So I think that'll be okay. Let it slide. Yep, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's whatever's going to be is going to be. Pokemon has that ability to do whatever it kind of wants because all the rules mm-hmm. change, and this isn't the video game and all that fun stuff. So uh, I would like to see live-action Mewtwo, though. I'll give them that. That, room, that, that would make me cool. Anyway, Mike, that's our show for this week. Uh, anything else you want to add before we, we drop out of here? Man, I, I think that's it. Uh, what's uh, what's our next spoiler cast coming around the bend, if uh, not excluding the Lego movie? Because it seems like we'll be talking about that Alita soon. Alita Battle Angel was my understanding. Oh, yeah. Um, weekend. <laughs> I know... I know it's like Valentine's weekend, but uh, I believe my wife has plans uh, for uh, some sort of meeting that she's going to on uh, probably Saturday or Sunday. But I think I am going to sneak away to see Alita Battle Angel, a.k.a. the best movie of the year, possibly. Uh, I don't know. i got to see if the rumors are uh, true. Well, I mean, it's not a rumor. It's a fact. <laughs> we were told this in confidence that it is the best movie of this year. Now, <laughs> mind you, they just opened up the first Dave & Busters in my town this past week so i think for uh, valentine's day we're gonna go watch alita battle angel then go to dave and busters so whoa that sounds like a, actually a really awesome yeah thing. i'm pretty excited have you ever seen my life-size spider-man the stuffed one in the black suit uh i don't i no i think i actually i have i think i have i think you sent me a yeah ones. i bought them at my at dave and busters on my 23rd birthday so um <laughs> i hoping hoping to maybe bring home another one sooner than later so we'll, we'll take check that out but if you want to know what you're up to and those Check out those couch cushions you're redoing. Where can people find you? <laughs> well, if you want to see me uh, doing the most uh, basic homegrown um, adult stuff, put it on Twitch. You can find me Twitch. at. <laughs> yeah, I'll live stream my couch cushioning. Uh, you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, maybe to get some hot tips on how to make your own Ethernet cables, you can get that delicious straight internet right to your brain. Where can they oh, find yeah. you? I'm, I'm plugged in. I'm plugged in right here uh, on Instagram, Baldan87, or Twitter, B-A-L-D-A-N. Uh, you can also have a comic UI. We are getting into convention season, Mike. Um, next month Ooh, is yep. C2E2. I'm very excited for this. Uh, and, yeah, if people want to know more about Superhero Slate in our weekly show that we do every week, that's why it's called Weekly, of course, where can people find that? As always, you just got to visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show and to get our awesome show notes. So we talked about a few things in this show, and we got all those hyperlinks in our show notes. You can get a nice little itemized bulleted list of all the news that happened this week. You can get that at SuperheroSlate.com. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We'll put it wherever you want it. If you got some sort of weird podcast app we're not familiar with, let us know, and we'll host Superhero Slate there for you. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and the Instagram, and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. We like to ask you like a lot of random questions, like if you're watching Cloak and Dagger, or would you get epics just to watch that weird Alfred Pennyworth <laughs> show? Reach out to us on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can drop us a comment on YouTube or Instagram. You can send us a direct email if you want to. Uh, we love hearing from you, and uh, we love our super fans out there. So if you're a super fan of the show, or if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, sometimes multiple times a week, because we do spoiler casts that we inject into our normal podcast feed where we talk about uh, our new movies that are coming out in depth 
and we talk about spoilers and all that good stuff. Uh, so check us out, superheroslate.com, Chris. Yes, I, I know. I'm, I've been there several times. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll catch everybody uh, next week and have a happy Valentine's Day. See you on the flippity. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. People talk about wireless, but man, I don't want drop packets. Yeah, I know, right? Drop packet. You never, just keep dropping them.